I remember thinking, the last thing I want to do is talk about my food addiction in front of everybody. And Lord, what if I fail? What if I fail and I fall off the wagon and I gain weight and I've told all these people that you work and that you are sovereign and that you can hold on to me? What if I fail? And God said, that's not going to change who I've called you to be. That's never going to change who I've called you to be. I can have ups and downs. I can have moments of weakness. But who God is calling me to be is more like my Savior. Who God is calling you to be is more like your Savior. Welcome to the God's Perfect Size show where faith meets fat loss. I'm your host, Kim Jogway, the author of God's Perfect Size and a former food addict turned food freedom coach. Tune in every week to be encouraged and empowered towards your goals for weight loss and victory in Christ. Hey y'all, welcome back to the God's Perfect Size podcast. Today we are talking about becoming a new creation when others want to keep you the same. That is going to be an important topic as you set out on this journey to becoming food-free in Christ. Listen, becoming who God created you to be takes courage. It takes courage and it takes sacrifice. And I want to help walk you through that process. And I'll be the first to tell you, it wasn't easy for me. And it was a, it literally felt like an uphill battle. And the most astonishing part of it all for me was that people who loved me, people who I thought were in my corner, people who had been a part of my life for a really long time, they were having a difficult time with who I was becoming in Christ. And in case you find yourself in that position, I want to walk you through that. And I want to walk you through that by faith and by truth, not my truth. We're going to use the scripture as the foundation for our truth. And so here we go. Many people honestly are drawn to us because of who we present ourselves to be when they meet us. That's how we make friends. I mean, when you think about it, when you go to your job and people meet you, there are people who like your personality. There are people who like the way you joke or maybe not joke. There are people who like your political stance. There are people who actually like your physical attributes and the way you are. They find you to be a a beautiful person, a bubbly person. And so they sign on to who you are in that moment, in that time. And we even find that to be true with our mates. You meet a man or you meet a woman, you meet someone and you make a connection. They fall in love with you based on who you are at that time. The thing though in the kingdom is that we're always becoming, we're always becoming a new creation. We're always in the process of changing into who Christ is calling us to be. And so for that reason alone, the people who were drawn to us initially may feel uneasy with us as the days and the months and the years pass and we become more like Christ. It's almost like we're breaking our promise that we would promise to stay the same, that we would promise to be the same kind of person that they would, that would always appeal to them. And y'all know that's not true. You know it's not true in the kingdom. We're always in a state of moving towards becoming Christ-like. And so for that reason, I will say, when people are experiencing you changing, it's not often their fault that they become discontent or dissatisfied. It's easy to play the blame game. It's easy to say, you, you know, you, this is your fault. This is who I am. But it's not always their fault. When they are expecting you to be one way, when they're expecting to count on the person that they met initially, it can be hard and it can be terrifying for them to watch someone they love change. 
you know, they, I know there's a saying, I went to a group years ago that was for overeaters. Actually, it was decades ago, a couple decades ago when I first started out on my journey. And they tell you in those types of groups, don't make romantic connections, don't make relationships. And I think they have the same policy in some of the other um, maybe substance abuse groups where they say, don't make relationships in those groups. And the thing is, is because when they see you changing or when they see that, um, that there's something appealing about you, the recovering of you, that that can be a connection that later is is detrimental to you because you can draw each other back into dark places. And so for that reason alone, you're not going to be who you are in the moment. They might see a recovering addict and they might they might not be able to withstand a backslide. They might not be able to withstand a relapse. So it's the same. It's the same principle behind that. You know, Becoming who Christ called you to be is hard. It's hard on everyone. And it's especially hard on you. I'll admit that. It was especially hard on me. And it may feel difficult for you. You know, seeing someone totally different outside of yourself can cause jealousy, can cause can cause anger, can cause pain. Just take a look at Cain and Abel. You know, they were brothers in the kingdom of God. And I don't know where they started in their journey with the Lord, but I know that Abel made a better sacrifice. I know that Abel had a bent towards God's will. I know that he had this propensity to want to honor God more. And so jealousy crept into their relationship. And you know how that story ended. And just in case you don't know, Cain killed his brother. Cain killed his brother. He watched his brother becoming a man of God, becoming one who sacrifices in a greater and greater way and loved the Lord. And ultimately he killed his brother. And prayerfully, it, it never will go that far in, in us that somebody would hate us to that point. But the truth is people can be angry with you for changing on them. People can be angry when they see you becoming something that they can't become themselves. And they don't even know that they have the opportunity to become exactly who they're supposed to be in Christ. They may not know that yet. And so you keep praying for people. But here's the thing. Changing takes courage and changing takes a fearlessness that can that only God can give. And I want to talk about the Apostle Paul a little bit. And you, you might be wondering, well, what does that have to do with you? Because if we look at these great people of faith, we can learn from them. We can learn what it looks like to to change and to deal with the backlash that comes from change, but we can also learn how to stand flat-footed and courageous in the changes that God is bringing into our lives. God will bring you into a place where you are a new creation in Christ. He will bring you to a point of deliverance, and you will no longer look like the old you. That's the, that's the good news. That's the victory that we have in Christ, that we get to change and become more like our Savior, and we get to become courageous people, and we get to become freer people in Christ. And then the addictions that once held us, the the food bondage, the the pain, the hopelessness that once held us bound, we get to break out of that. And we get to walk in the newness of who God is calling us to be. And I want to share something with you. Just like the Apostle Paul, he didn't have a name change because of his attitude change. It's just that different, different regions 
called him by one name or called him by another name, by another name. But when he was Saul, we'll just go for the sake of clarity, we'll call him Saul. When he was Saul, he was persecuting Christians. He was killing Christians and he was harming God's people in the kingdom. But here's what happened. When Jesus took a hold of his heart, when Jesus grabbed a hold of his heart, when Jesus grabs a hold of your heart, there will be a change. And that change will be a clearly marked and defined change. The change that says, this was me before Christ and this was me after Christ. This was me before I let God into my mess and clean up my eating. And this is me after God has come in in and cleaned me up. This was me before I was saved and I was sleeping around. And this is me after I'm saved and sleeping around. It's a game changer, but it changes everything for the other people. And so when we look at the apostle Paul, we see the change that happened in him. Once he stopped persecuting God's people, once Jesus took a hold of his heart, he became all about the Lord's will. He became about doing what God called him to do. The beautiful thing is the thing that God saw in him was that zealousness from the beginning. He was zealous to kill Christians and he became zealous to save people for the Lord and to tell about the good news of Jesus Christ. What that looks like for us is exactly what happened to me. When Jesus took a hold of me, I remember thinking, the last thing I want to do is talk about my food addiction in front of everybody. And Lord, what if I fail? What if I fail and I fall off the wagon and I gain weight and I've told all these people that you work and that you are sovereign and that you can hold on to me? What if I fail? And God said, that's not going to change who I've called you to be. That's never going to change who I've called you to be. I can have ups and downs. I can have moments of weakness, but who God is calling me to be is more like my Savior. Who God is calling you to be is more like your Savior. So if you're here today and you're thinking, Kim, I don't know. I don't know if I can, if I can become all that Christ is calling me to become because it just feels too painful. My family's not on board with it. My spouse is not on board with it. The people I love are not on board with it. And actually you're being persecuted like Paul. Now you've made the change and people hate you for it, or people don't respect it, or people don't like it. The truth is, just like the Apostle Paul, we're going to experience that and we're going to keep walking. That's right. We're going to keep walking. We're going to stay committed to the course. And this is my prayer for you, that you would stay committed to the course, that you would trust God that you would, you would let God do the work in you and bring you out on the side of freedom. The enemy likes to get you in that middle ground and squeeze you before you even get to the other side because he knows once you get to that other side, you're going to rejoice. You're going to have freedom. You're going to have a community like Paul. You're going to have a community of believers to pray with. God is going to bring people alongside you. The relationships that fall off by the wayside, they are going to be renewed in a new way. They're going to either be people who God had in your life, who he's going to change their mindset, or he's going to bring new people into your life. God will make you into who you need to be, but he will also bring a community community around the person that you are becoming. You know, there's a scripture that says, as iron sharpens iron. Well, the only, that scripture just means that, that there are people who will sharpen you along your journey. There are people who will sharpen your skill set along the way. 
So when you're thinking about your health, when you're thinking about your wellness, God's going to bring people to come along and sharpen you. You might feel weak initially. You might feel the, the pressure of the outside world telling you, we don't like who you're becoming, but God's going to send people to sharpen you. He's going to send people to build you up. He's going to send people to, to speak faith over you and to speak life over you. So trust the process, just like Paul had to walk through it. Trust the process and trust that God has a perfect plan for you. You know, I started out telling you about Cain and Abel, about how, you know, uh, I started telling you about Cain and Abel, and I started sharing with you about how jealousy and anger and hatred caused one brother to kill the other brother. You see that. But here's the thing. At the end of that story, even though even though Abel lost his life, God avenged him. God avenged him. And God will avenge you from the people who hate you and who don't like who you're becoming in Christ. Take a look at at Noah. People made fun of Noah because Noah was becoming a man of God. Noah became what God called him to be. And even though it seemed outlandish and even though his behaviors changed, God saved him. God rescued him. God can do the same for you. And take a look at your Savior. Your Savior walked through hatred and he walked through pain, but God raised him up to new life. God will raise you up to new life. There is hope in us. There is hope, the hope of of glory. The Holy Spirit lives in us. He will help you withstand the pressures of the outside world if you don't give up. Trust God in the process and become who God is calling you to become. And don't throw away the vision because of the, the, the painful process in the moment, because there's a greater harvest. There's a greater victory for you on the other side of this. And I want you to stay encouraged. I want you to keep trusting God. God says in his word that he has a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. He has a plan to give you a hope and to give you a future. I want you to walk in it. God wants you to walk in it. So trust the process and stay with your Savior. Thank you for joining me in this episode. I pray that you are encouraged and uplifted, and I pray that you stay the course. I pray that you trust God to become everything He's calling you to be, because it's so much greater than what you will ever know. And if you don't say yes to the Lord and take that first step, you won't know the victory that is on the other side of that. God is your avenger. He's your protector. He will bring a community around you, and He will restore you, and He will raise you up to a new position that you maybe never even dreamed of. Don't you want that for your life? and trust the process and stay with them. Thank you for hanging out with me and I will chat with you in the next episode. Bye y'all. Be blessed.